Welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm. The NFL edition on this Wednesday, the 16th of November, 2022. Yesterday was my brother's birthday and also the birth of my new cousin, little Vincent. Welcome to the world, Vincent. I can't wait to meet you. So exciting. And every year you can remind my brother that you're younger than him. (laughs) Anyhow, welcome to the award-winning podcast, mind you. Anywho, I always forget that. But anyway, so I'm going to start this week with the NFL injury update. The reason is because it affects football fantasy. Okay, so bear with me. All right, the Rams, Cooper Cup, the video suggests a high ankle. And I know I saw that he was put on IR yesterday, but I'm just reading the notes. And these notes were from three days ago. Okay, Rams, Cooper Cup, video suggests high ankle, couldn't put weight on it, probably a multiple week absence. These average three to six, depending on the severity. Okay, on the Bills, Josh Allen, excellent game, but would still wouldn't call him 100% for one to two weeks. Broncos, Jerry Judy, video concerning for high ankle sprain, MRI pending to tell severity, usually a three to six. Bucks, Fournette, hip pointer equals painful, but structurally stable. With bye week coming up, he has a good chance to be back for week 12. Chiefs, Juju, concussion. I will talk about that later. Concussion. Has a chance to play week 11. Most common outcome equals one game missed. White R's bounce back at um, pre-injury productivity upon return. Cardinals. Zach. Artis. Can't say 100%, but mechanicism concerning for ACL. His reaction also didn't look promising. Bears. Cole. Kemet. Likely quad thigh contusion. Most of these wouldn't cause any missed games or lingering performance impact. Cardinals, Kyle Murray. Given his practice progression, would expect likely return week 11 at close to full strength. Okay, Rams, Matthew Stafford. Bearing anything drastic, very likely to clear protocols and play week 11. Quarterback return from concussion at full productivity level. Productivity level. Oh my God, I can't talk. At full levels. Ravens, Mark Andrews, week eight video suggests AC joint sprain, which is shoulder, leans towards him returning this coming week. Cowboys, Elliot, three weeks into an injury that averages three to four, likely to play week 11 with some short-term workload limitations. Lions, DeAndre Swift, ramp up usually takes four plus games. He's at three. We're, start, we're starting Jamal Williams and avoiding Swift for at least one more game. And then Jamar Chase on the Bengals. Fracture equals good because bone healing is reliable. Labrum is less predictable, but most likely outcome is week 12 return at stud levels. Okay? So that's all the information I had on injuries. But let's talk about Juju while we just mentioned him. That play was totally head helmet to helmet. And the fact that the flag was thrown but then picked up and there was no penalty on that play 
is fucking ridiculous. Meanwhile, somebody pokes the quarterback and that's roughing the passer call. Here we have an injury because it's helmet to helmet. He literally went helmet to helmet. That should have been a penalty. I'm just going to say it right here. That should have been a penalty. Don't tell me that wasn't a penalty. That should have been a fucking penalty. Okay. Let's look at NFL games coming up. So, and let's look at games that happened. So we all know that there is no undefeated team anymore. The Eagles lost the Commanders on Monday Night Football. And then everybody on TikTok is like saying, oh, look, see, it's fixed. No, no, stop with the fix shit. Okay, it's not fixed. It's not fixed. Stop it. Um, now, the score was 32-21. Um, you had the 49ers win. You had the Cardinals win. You had the Packers beat the Cowboys in OT, which was a very interesting game altogether as well. You had the Steelers beat the Saints. You had the Colts beat the Raiders. The Raiders looked terrible. You had the Chiefs outlast the Jaguars. You had the Giants win again against the Texans, which they should have won. Um, we'll go through that game in a minute. You had the Bills losing in overtime to the Vikings. I mean, the Bills could have won that game. We'll go into that game in a second, too. You had the Dolphins beat the Browns. You had the Lions beat the Bears by one freaking-ass point. And you had the Titans outlast the Broncos. So let's do the Bills game first. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you right here and now. I'm going I'm going to tell you. Mhm. Hold on, let me get this. Okay. So let's look at this game. Now, this was people are saying like a Super Bowl preview. I'm going to go out on a limb here and tell you the Bills ain't getting to the Super Bowl this year. You had the kickoff, blah, blah, blah. You had a 22-yard touchdown pass by Kirk Cousins in the first quarter. Kirk Cousins is my is my surprise quarterback right now. And I believe Kirk Cousins should be in the conversation for MVP. Um, you had a 43-yard kick return by Duke Johnson. Okay. You had a touchdown by Devin Singletary. All right. Um, another touchdown by him. Then you had a 30-yard reception by Christian Benford, which was a very good throw by him, I, I'm telling you. Um, then we had the 40-yard loose ball recovery. Right? It literally popped out. I mean, literally popped out. And the guy did not even touch him. He's right there. And he brought it back for 40 more yards. Um, then you had the 11-yard touchdown by Gabriel Davis. Okay, I mean, this was a tight game going into this in halftime. Now we get into the third quarter. Um, you had um, Josh Allen get sacked, which you hardly ever really see. So, which surprised me. Um, Tyler Bass made a 45-yard field goal. So here we are in the third quarter with like a minute left, and it's 27-10 Buffalo. 
you had Cook run an 81-yard reception. Touchdown. I mean, reception. 81-yard reception. Now, I'm going to tell you, this was the moment the game changed. The minute that the Buffalo defense allowed him to get an 81-yard touchdown changed the game. Okay. Now, yeah, Diggs make a catch. Okay, great. Going in the fourth quarter, you had, let's see, um, you had some things. Okay, so now here we are, second and goal. You had a touchdown by C.J. Ham. So it's now, it's 27-23. Two minutes left. Okay. Kirk Cousins completes the pass. 32-yard, okay. 32-yard by Jefferson, which I think needs to be the play of the year. So far, to me, this is the play of the year. What a freaking ass catch by Jefferson. Um, um, so that we're in the fourth quarter, the end of the game. It's a scoop and score by Eric Kendricks. And there was 49 seconds left in the game. So, yeah, scoop and score. Okay. Then the Bills, Tyler Bass, ties the game with five seconds left with the field goal. 30-30. Overtime. And Oliver gets a sack of Cousins. But all in all, Greg Joseph made the field goal that won the game. So, there you go. That wasn't fixed. That game wasn't fixed. I mean, people are saying that game was fixed. Commanders and Eagles, let's just talk about them before we go about local stuff. Okay. All right, so here is the game. I'm just going to look at my, I'm watching video. I kick off, blah, blah, blah. A sack fumble by Josh Sweat in the first quarter. I mean, the, the Philadelphia Eagles defense is, is awesome. They're just awesome. Touchdown by Jalen Hurts, who should be in the conversation for MVP. Then you have Antonio Gibson gets a touchdown. Okay, game's tied. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Then Jalen Hurts again with another touchdown. Now we're in second quarter. Then you have a 32-yard interception by Derek Forrest. That was an awesome INT. I mean, completely his back was turned. He turned to catch the ball. What an awesome, awesome INT. Now, I, I will say it did hit the receiver, and it fumbled out. But to be that observant on that play, awesome. Then you had a touchdown by Brian Robinson. Third quarter. You had Terry McLaurin have a 42-yard reception. Awesome throw, by the way. I mean, that catch was that catch was good too. But I will tell you this: Jefferson's catch is not uh, number one right now. Um, then you had a sack by Javon Hargrave. I mean, the defense. I told you they're awesome. Now we're in the fourth quarter. Okay, the score is 23-14 Washington. Jalen Hurts makes an 11-yard touchdown pass. Okay, to number six. Okay. 
We're getting close now. It's like 2320, right? He, and then we have Washington in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left, make a 55-yard field goal. Yes, that was fixed. Then you have a scoop and score by Casey Tuhill. Because the play that they tried to do was ridiculous. Um, I mean, literally, I'm going to watch this stupid thing again. Um, who was that? So it was trying to be a trick play. Number six. I think that was Smith. Isn't that Smith? He got, he was going to get sacked or not sacked. He's not going to, he was going to get hit down and he tried to make a pass back and you can't do that shit. But that was fixed. Uh, right. That was fixed, right? 32-21 the final. Okay. The game was not fixed. Who's number six? Yeah, Devonta Smith made a horrible, horrible decision. That was a horrible decision. That was not fixed. Okay. Let's talk about the Giants first. Okay. All right. The Giants. The Giants are seven and two, and still Daniel Jones is getting crap thrown on him. I'm going to say this. Without Daniel Jones as your quarterback, you wouldn't be 7-2. and two. Yes, you have Barkley, and he's a main reason why you're 7-2. and two. But let's be real about this. Daniel Jones was 13 for 17, 197 yards, and he threw for two touchdowns. No interceptions. You had Barkley, who was awesome. He had one touchdown as well. He had 35 carries, 152 yards. You have Slayton, who's, like, showing you why he's, you know, the number one wide receiver on this team. You have, let's see who else. Mm, who else got anywhere close to him? Well, you had Isaiah Hodgkins. He had 41 yards and two receptions. But let's be real. It's a running. It's a running game. It's it's ground and pound football. But Daniel Jones is not making the same mistakes he usually makes. Why? Because he's being coached correctly. If you want to develop a quarterback, this is exactly how you do this shit. You hire a coach for the head coach position, who's an offensive coordinator. And this offensive coordinator that they hired, you know, double. He has developed Josh Allen into who Josh Allen is. So there's some of you out there that still think you're going to draft a quarterback. I hate to be the bearer of bad news for you, but you have a record right now of 7-2. and two. Unless you guys like falter the rest of the season, you're not anywhere close to a top 10 pick. You're not going to get one of the top quarterbacks in the draft if that's where you think you're going. And you have other issues on this team. I mean, defense is not bad. Defense is not bad. You had, let's say the defense had one, two, three, four sacks. The defense is pretty good. You still need a couple 
I would definitely get another kick. I would get. Um, I would draft a, spun, a special teams guy. Definitely, we need a special teams guy um, for kick returns or punt returns. I would definitely draft some other, you know, other defense guys to build up the defense. But I would also draft a tight end or a wide receiver to help out here. And I would draft another running back to help Barkley with the load. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do if you're if you're, if you're the New York Giants. But right now, they're seven and two. Now, let's look at the standings. My surprise team this year, right now, is the Minnesota Vikings. I would have never guessed that they would be right now where they are. They are eight and one. The Eagles are eight and one. Right now, they have the same percentage points at eight, eight, nine. Okay, so they're both they're both there for the first overall. It's amazing that the Bucks are in first place with five and five record. You have the Seahawks, who are another surprise team, at six and four with Geno Smith, who I'm I'm going to tell you I did not see this coming. I give all props to Geno. I did not see this coming. Um, and then you have the Eagles there, 8-1. and one. You have the Giants, 7-2. and two. In the American football division here, we have the Dolphins in first place, 7-3. and three, But guess what? They have their bye this week. Guess what the Jets can do? They can take over first place by probably, oh, by, by definitely a percentage points. Because also, in their division... They already beaten the Dolphins. This is the revenge game against the Patriots. The Patriots are five and four. The Bills are six and three. Um, the Chiefs are seven and two. Uh, Ravens are six and three, and they went there in their head of their division. And the Titans are ahead of their division at six and three. Just FYI. Now we'll do the playoff picture in a minute. Here are the games. Tomorrow, Titans versus Packers. I think the Packers will go on a little winning streak. So I'm going to pick the Packers. Then we have the Bears and the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons. Eagles versus Colts. I'm going with the Eagles. Jets, Patriots. Now, I don't want to pick the Jets. I don't want to pick the Jets. But... Because I, I feel like if I pick the Jets, I don't know. I picked them the first time against the Patriots. So I want to be surprised. So I'm going to go with the Patriots. Commanders versus Texans, I picked the Commanders. Rams and Saints, I picked the Rams. Browns and Bills, I picked the Browns. So I think the Bills are in trouble. Um... Panthers versus Ravens, I pick the Ravens. Giants versus Lions, I pick the Giants. Raiders versus Broncos, I pick the Raiders. I think the Raiders will find a way to win this game. You saw how emotional uh, Derek Carr was at the end of the last game. So I, I really, I think they're going to get a little boost. Cowboys versus Vikings, sorry, but I, the Vikings are on a roll. Bengals and Steelers, I pick the Bengals. Chiefs, Chargers, I pick the Chiefs. 
And the Monday night game is the 49ers versus the Cardinals. I picked the 49ers. Now, let me tell you about the Thanksgiving games. Because they, they mean something. The Bills versus the Lions. I'll pick the Bills. The Cowboys and Giants are playing on Thanksgiving. So the Giants have to play. They're playing at home on Sunday. And then they have like one they have no time really to get prepared for the Cowboys. And then they play the Cowboys. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. Sorry, but I'm gonna I they have to lose one of these games. I don't want them to lose against the Lions. I still think I think the Cowboys are gonna the Cowboys always seem to I don't know, do the Cowboys always seem to win on Thanksgiving? Uh, and then Thursday night, Patriots versus Vikings. I will pick the Patriots. There's no way in God's green earth that Bill Belichick wants to lose on Thanksgiving. So I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. Um, let's look at the playoff picture. So let's look at the 2022 playoff picture, which is kind of cool. Okay, so here we are. Chiefs are at number one, seven and two. Dolphins are two at seven and three. But don't forget, the Jets are playing this week. If the Jets can win, if the Jets can win and be eight and three, and the Chiefs, there could be a possibility that the Jets could be in number one team in the AFC East. How fucking crazy is that shit? All right, anyway, Titans are three, Ravens are four right now, the Jets are five, Bills are six, Patriots are seven. On the bubble are the Chargers, the Bengals, the Colts, the Browns, the Broncos, the Steelers, the Jaguars, the Raiders, the Texans, in that order. Other side, you have the Eagles in first, you have the Vikings second. I think that's going to pretty much change, and the Vikings are going to be the number one overall team. Seahawks are three. Buccaneers are four right now. Giants are five. Cowboys are six. 49ers are seven. On the bubble, Washington, Packers, Falcons, Cardinals, Lions, Rams, Panthers, Saints, Bears. Okay. I'm going to go on a limb and tell you the Buccaneers are not going to make it. Neither are the Packers. I don't know what team I'm going to put in there, but let me see. I'm just looking at the teams here. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington made it to run the bubble, but if you take the Bucks out and you put Washington in its place, who knows? But right now, that's the playoff spot. Now, I did say I was going to start making my predictions. So that's what I'm, I'm telling you right now. I predict no Tom Brady and no Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. I'm going to say the Jets are going to be the second seed. The Chiefs will be the first. You'll have the Jets at two, the Miami Dolphins at three, Titans at four, Ravens at five, Bills at six. And it will be between... And I'm going to say the Panthers, I mean the Panthers, the Bengals at seven. The Patriots are not going to make it. I don't think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs either. Now, on the other side, I'll have the Vikings number one, Eagles two, Seahawks three. Giants will be four. 
right? Cowboys will be five, 49ers will be six, and Washington will be seven. That's who I'm going with right now. Who I have for the Super Bowl? I'm going to wait one more week. I'm going to wait till after we see the Thanksgiving games. You know, just for the sake of it. Because then we'll, then we'll get a really we'll get a really good picture as to who's going to be where. Um, after that, after the that week, you know, the next week, one more week to go, and then I'll make my prediction for the Super Bowl. But I will tell you this: it won't be the Bills. Cut. It will not be the Bills. All right. Um. Anything else that's really happening? Let's let's talk about Tom Brady again, just because I want to throw this out there. So you know, he got divorced. You know, everybody is like, you know, on on TikTok they make the people make these stupid S nine videos. So there was this one guy who made a video about Tom Brady yelling in his offensive line on the sideline and going, "Well, Tom Brady's allowed to yell at his offensive lineman for making so many mistakes, and they call him a tough competitor." Meanwhile, Jalen Hurts yells at his offensive line on the field because they screwed up and he he got mad at them, and everybody says that that's not professional. No, here's the difference. Tom Brady has won how many fucking rings? Number one. Number two, he did it on the sideline. Most times you're not going to see that shit, but of course it's Tom Brady, so like the camera's always on him. Jalen Hurts did that on the field. If Jalen Hurts got mad in his offensive line on the sideline, it would be different because it's not right there where everybody can see it. To me, that's the difference. Oh, you know what we can talk about too? We'll talk about MVP. Um... But anyway, um, that's the difference. But so Tom Brady gets divorced, right? Now, let me just tell you this. So Giselle is supposedly seen now with one of her, I guess he's, he, 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 I guess he's her yoga instructor or some sort of like instructor, maybe Jisoo or something. Anywho, I'm going to tell you all this. She already was with the guy. Before she before she got divorced, they already had feelings for each other, and they already have been together. She's probably texted him, spoke to him, called him, whatever, because Tom wasn't paying attention to her. Giselle is a supermodel. Let's not forget, supermodels want attention. They're attention getters. Okay, they are attention getters. I do not want to hear that Tom Brady's attention getter. He's not. This is why marrying an athlete is not for everybody. Because she's thinking about herself. That's all. I, I think she's very fucking selfish. Did she not realize that she could have a job and do her own thing and raise the kids with Tom at the same time that Tom's playing football? That Tom doesn't have to retire for her to do that shit? Because then how is that fair if you're going to make Tom retire because you want to spend more time with family, but then you're going to turn around and go, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm doing my own shit. Uh, yeah, no. No. So heads up to the men who play NFL. Number one, if you're going to marry a model because you want to have arm candy on your arm at all times, you're marrying someone who's just as narcissistic and egomaniac as you that's not going to mash 
You need to marry someone who's going to be supportive, encouraging, understanding, and understand the demands that you have, but also reciprocate back to her where she's allowed to be an independent woman and have her own job, have her own money at the same time as you. Because then when you retire, it's a whole different ballgame. A whole different ballgame when you retire. But it's hard for football players, I find, more to retire than any other sport because it's their life. Their life, it's, it's, it's 12 months of the year. They have to stay in shape during the offseason. They have to work out. They have to do certain things in order to stay on that field. It's not like it's a baseball player or a basketball player. They can take time off and not even bother to be worried about getting. Like right now, baseball players are off. You think they're working out right now? They're not going to work out. They're not going to start working out till like, you know, January at home at best. And then they have spring training. I mean, they probably work out. I'm not saying that they don't work out, but they don't do intense workouts right now in November. They're off. They're, they, they have their bodies cool off for a bit. Basketball players are the same thing. They have the summer off. And they start a little bit later than hockey play, than hockey starts. Uh, you really think that? I mean, come on. Come on now. Let's be wise about this. All right. MVPs. All right. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is on the list. Jalen Hurts is on the list. Lamar Jackson is on the list. Geno Smith is on the list. I would put... Kirk Cousins on the list. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to put Josh Allen on the list. Tua, I don't want him on the list. Sorry. Sorry. But I don't think that he deserves to be on the list. Um, usually it's a quarterback that wins. Um, I mean, Daniel Jones should be on this list. But do you think he's even going to get a vote? Probably not. Um, so I think the top five are Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, and Lamar Jackson. Those are my five picks for MVP. Who's going to win? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, but we just know for a fact that it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers and it's not going to be Tom Brady for the first time in like a long time, I think, right? Um, you know. Okay, anyhow, happy times are here. Oh, did I do this? Your payment has been requested via AutoPay and been processed by the bank. Oh, thank you. And will be processed by the bank. Oh, I didn't even know I did automatic payments. Oh, I did. <laughs> I'm just looking at my email because I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah, so today, uh, like my, okay. Yes, the athletic site is wrong. So I better change that. Hold on. Thank you. Yes. Um, uh, this is like my life. So basically, today's cheer practice. Today's trio. I have tryouts. Hold on. I have to send this to the office. Um, 
Please correct this. <laughs> um. Um. <laughs> but I. You know, but I. Mm hmm. Oh, this is my life. Hold on a minute now. Please hold. I will get to you. I will tell you about this. This is how horrible this is. That people, they, oh my God, have mercy on me. Yes, so the athletic director messed up the gym schedule and put the wrong time down for today. Tryouts are 5.30 to 7.30, not 4.30 to 6.30. Um, so I have to now send a note to everybody that's involved that it's not 4.30 to 6.30. It's 530 to 730. Like, hello. And then I have competition one, two, three, four, five, five competitions, maybe six. I had to change one competition date because it's on a Sunday. And I, I Sunday's my day. Obviously, I'm watching football on Sunday, but Sunday's my day. I'm not competing on a Sunday. They should have picked a Friday. Pick a Friday, start the competition at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. Let it be a late night for the girls. It's okay. It's a Friday night. They do football games, and they're there till 10 o'clock at night anyway. What's the difference? Anywho. Yes, so that's, that's today. I will give you a social media tip also for today. If you have not started doing YouTube shorts, you are missing out. I posted this video yesterday. It was my day off yesterday. And I did like a spa at day in the afternoon for myself and did like a facial. I gave myself a facial, right? I posted this video on three platforms, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube Shorts. So let me tell you, I'm going to go right now. I'm going to go right now. Um, blah, 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 Twitter. I'm like, wait a minute, where am I going? Twitter. Okay. Media. Now, I reposted it too. So it's like posted a couple times. Um, but I'm going to tell you. Hold on. Yes. So the original video got 32 views. Now, when I retweeted it, let me see if I got anything from there. That's this is on this is on Twitter. Okay, hold on. Let's get there. Bum ba bum. So took the video. Right, and retweeted it, and let's look at our stats on here. Can I look at the stats? Yes, view. So, 105 impressions, five engagements. So, I got mostly 32 views on Twitter. TikTok. Let's go on TikTok for a moment. Thank you. Goodbye. Two hundred and thirteen views. Twenty-five likes. That's the music I had on it. Okay. Now, ready? Here's the killer on YouTube. Same video. All right. A little bit less time. So on Twitter and TikTok, I did 30, 30 seconds. Here I did fifteen. Eight 
thousand eight hundred okay eight thousand eight hundred and twelve views two hundred and twenty seven likes and I also gained subscribers to my YouTube channel so here is the point three things one just because you make a video does not mean that it's going to explode when you put it on uh, multiple platforms because see how the audiences on all those three platforms are different TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. They're all different platforms. They're all different. They have all different types of views. My hockey videos that I do basically for Twitter are, do a lot better on Twitter and TikTok than they do on YouTube, by the way. YouTube, they, they, they do not do that well. But this video of me just in the bathroom, brushing my hair, putting it in a bun, and then putting on my face off, 8,000 views. So that's what I'm also saying to you, too, is don't go crazy trying to edit your shit and make it this perfect video. Because when you make it a perfect video, nobody is going to care. They want to see real shit, not Photoshop shit, not perfection. That's what people want. That's the type of content that does well. Real stuff. So YouTube, it, it took off in a matter of seconds. I posted it, I checked it, like, an, oh my God, like about half an hour later, and there was already like about 3,000 views. Hashtags I used. I used shorts, major look, self-care, day off. Four hashtags. Now, all your hashtags are gonna be different on every platform. But when you use the hashtag shorts, that's what gets it rolling. That's what gets it rolling. So always use that one. But I'm telling you now, if you are not on YouTube, you're missing out. YouTube shorts. What you can do for your YouTube shorts, do a short video, 15 seconds. If you want people to go listen to a podcast, you want people to go somewhere else, you want people to like something else, put that link in the description and people will click it. That's how you do that. Just a little tip, social media tip here. But anywho, I will talk to you all on Friday. That's my hockey show. I have a really even more spectacular show because we will talk about we'll talk about dating an athlete, dating relationships. I will talk about um, some other like psychology stuff which is very, very interesting as to how people get attention, the attention grabber. So if you want to know how to get attention, Friday is your show. Now, I'm going to do it in audio, but on Twitter, I'm going at Twitter and YouTube and TikTok, I will post a video. Some sort of like crazy real deal type video. I'm trying to think of how I'm going to do it, but I got these cool ideas. So we're going to try it. And then I'll put the link on YouTube, obviously, for the show. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about hockey. We got some stuff to talk about within hockey. Obviously, the New York Rangers. We got a whole shitload of stuff to talk about. And also the Devils happening and, and things with the Bruins and a slew of stuff. So if you're into hockey, you want to learn about hockey, listen to my podcast. I will, I will guide you with hockey. And... If the Jets win, I will post again. I will post it up. My niece 
doing the J-E-T-S, Jess, Jess, Jess chant. Because she's freaking fabulous. And she loved doing that at the game when we were at the game. Um, she's so freaking cute. Anywho, have a great rest of the week. There is no show next week for Thanksgiving. So I will be off for all shows next week. So have a fabulous Thanksgiving. Oh, and I will tell you what I'm talking about on Friday. I'm talking about what I'm doing in New York City on Sunday. It's a very important thing. It's a very important thing, and it has to do with Thanksgiving and being grateful and how you can show how you're grateful. So I suggest you listen. It's, it's going to be – it's very important. So as I said, have a great Thanksgiving. Please, please. Think about those that are less grateful than you. If everybody did that, you would be you would be even more grateful for what you have already because we always want more than we have. But be grateful for what you have because when you're grateful for what you have, you receive more. When you're selfish and greedy, you don't get more. Remember that. That is that's very true. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be safe if you're driving. Drive safely. Do not use your cell phone while you're driving. Um, No texting while you're driving. If you're flying, I hope you have a safe flight. Please have patience in the airport. (laughs) Please have patience. Don't, Don't create a scene. And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And I will see you in December. And we will have a lot to talk about. Toodaloo!